0: You
1: like fire, boy?
0: I do. You're listening to
1: Your Tables
0: on Fire. A weekly conversation with the hottest game designers on Kickstarter. Here comes your host, Jeff Beck. Thanks for tuning in to Your Tables on Fire. This is a bonus gen con 2016 episode okay this is jeff beck with your tables on fire i'm here at gen con and i have a special guest with me take a minute and introduce yourself
1: hi i'm gareth johnson i've been playing tabletop role-playing games for many years and i now have my very first tabletop rpg on kickstarter it's what i'm doing most of my time at gen con
0: cool so tell us a little bit about your rpg what sets it apart
1: well, it's a it's a complete RPG. It has both its own setting and a new set of mechanics. The setting itself is a mythological fantasy setting. It takes a lot of influences and bits and pieces from cultures of Earth's history and takes those influences from around the world, so not just Europe. There's, you know, influences from Chinese, Polynesian, and South American and North American, all of them. And puts them into this new world where they can all kind of coexist. The mechanics are also brand new. They feature, it's kind of different from most tabletop RPGs in that instead of a turn-based system, it uses a simultaneous combat system where everyone acts at the same time, and it's resolved in a very simple priority system.
0: Hmm. Well, that sounds cool. A few things I want to dig into there. So first off, when you say you have influences from all around the world, is that actually like mashing up different cultural concepts or is it you're just taking little pieces of it?
1: It's it's a bit of both. In some cases, I will take things like straight out of straight out of mythology. I'll take a, a legendary character, say Homer, for example, and throw him as a as a legendary character. He can exist in this world. You know, I might take some gods. You know, from Norse mythology, and uh, you know, you can have Thor as a god in the world. But in other cases, I might take some cultural aspects of say. Mongolians and uh, Af- some African cultures and kind of mix them together to create something, uh, something new.
0: Okay, uh, th- that sounds really awesome. Now, and then, so talk a little bit more about the simultaneous combat because I like to RPG a lot, but that is probably the worst part is when it just grinds to this incredible slowdown when you're looking through charts, everyone's taking their turn, they're taking four hours because they don't know what they want to do, and it just grinds the, in- the story to a complete halt. So it was that your kind of your influence about having simultaneous combat?
1: Yeah, I wanted something that wasn't going to it was it was A wasn't gonna take as much time to get through um, like you said, if if somebody's, you know, taking a long time on their turn, everybody else is, is either gonna get bored or distracted. Right, their
0: phones come out and that's the end, right? I mean,
1: yeah, exactly. So having a simultaneous action system, everybody's working at the same time. You're getting rid of that just waiting time. And then on top of that, it also uh, adds some um, extra realism to the combat. You can have situations where two uh, combatants are fighting each other and they end up killing each other in the same, at the same time. Mm. Um, that's something you rarely see in in a, in a turn-based game.
0: Right. So does your... Uh, what, what you 're promoting on Kickstarter does it have a campaign as well, or is it mostly just the system and then people can develop their own campaign So the main part of the
1: of the Kickstarter is the core book it 's got all the rules you need to play and all of the setting material. but I 'm also adding on, t- on that it comes right off the bat with a, a free uh, an adventure, a PDF adventure called starstruck mountain that is in a sense epitomizes the the what the setting can be used for but if things go if things go well i would certainly like to add more more of these module games that can game masters can take instead of instead of coming up with their own
0: Hmm. yeah that sounds good how long you been on kickstarter now
1: it uh, started on Monday before Gen Con, so it's been, it's been five days now, and um, we're running until uh, September 6th. Okay,
0: okay. And how's the reception been so far? So far,
1: good. Um, we're already past the 10% point, and there's been quite a bit of excitement from my playtesters at Gen Con, and I've, I've had some really great feedback from them, and and everybody's loved it.
0: Mm-hmm. How, how are you using Gen Con to help get the word out, help polish the game?
1: What I've done in the past was I actually used to do, uh, I, for the past two Gen Cons before, I went into the the playtest hall, um, this, this place that's set up specifically for new games to, to playtest. But this year I wanted to do something a little differently. I actually set up my own events. People actually had to buy tickets and pay for them, but I ended up getting a better turnout and... Um, people ended up being more more excited about it when I did it that way. So I'm I'm, I'm really pleased with how I've how much attention I've been able to get through that.
0: Hmm. That's that's cool. I'm glad that worked out. That's very interesting. Uh, any advice you have for someone who's getting ready to launch their own game on Kickstarter?
1: You'll want to try to get a diverse number of play testers. You want to get first your it's there's a lot of play testing. You gotta you have to. Before you even get to the Kickstarter, you have to make sure that everyone is going to, you, you have a concept that's already functional. And then when you go into the Kickstarter, make sure you've already set up your contacts with people who have played it so that they can, they can be your initial wave of support.
0: Okay, yeah, good, good advice. So final question for you, what's the worst thing you've seen at Gen Con this year?
1: Oh the worst thing I've seen at Gen Con. <laughs>
0: It's not a trick question. <laughs>
1: oh boy! Um, worst thing. So. Uh, I know it's
0: made too negative. Okay, you can. Go, we'll switch it over. You can, what's the best okay. thing?
1: Okay. Well, I'll, I'll say this: This is the funniest thing I've seen. Is um, in the men's bathrooms in uh, by the exhibit hall, they actually have advertisements for um, exploding kittens in the urinals. <laughs> And I just thought that was the strangest but most brilliant ad placement I've seen.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty unique. Where can people go to learn more about your game?
1: Uh, Right now, the best thing to do is just go to to Kickstarter, search Pythos, P-Y-T-H-O-S, and it should be the only result on there. Last time I checked, it was the only result for just typing Pythos in there. Um, And on the Kickstarter, it's got an explanation for uh, just an overview of the setting and the rules. I'm planning on putting up a little, a small tutorial of how to play the game, just a video um, on that page as well. So right now, just going to the Kickstarter and looking at that is the best way to learn about it.
0: All right, great. Well, thanks Thanks for taking a few minutes to talk to us.
1: Yeah, no problem. Thank you.
0: Okay, bye-bye. Well, that was Gareth Johnson, the founder of Starlit Games and the creator of Pythos, currently on Kickstarter. Thanks for tuning in to this bonus episode of Your Tables on Fire. Follow us on Twitter at TableFire, and also check out our website for show notes and other fun details www.yourtablesonfire.com Until next time, go light it up.